In the latest episode of Vamos Verde, we are going to talk to one of the most prolific goal scorers in Major League Soccer history, Austin FC striker Giassi Zardes. We also talked to some folks who have been bringing the soundtrack to Austin's nightlife for over 20 years and are now providing the soundtrack at Q2 Stadium, their official DJ collective, Peligrosa. That's the latest episode of Vamos Verde. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Okay, go ahead and check your mic real quick. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, mic check, one, one, one. So just really quickly tell me what you had for breakfast. I feel like I know. I had a breakfast taco, (laughs) uh, as I hope to have every day while I'm here in Austin. Could you tell me real quick what you had for breakfast? I just was eating a delicious breakfast taco. Okay, so real quick, we'll get some levels. And Could you guys just tell me what you had for breakfast this morning? Breakfast tacos downstairs. Yeah, the same. If you could just really quickly tell me what you had for breakfast. I had berries and yogurt and granola. Oh, but that's so like healthy. I'm, I'm very impressed. Mm. Yeah, breakfast taco, a ton of water, and uh, blind faith is what I had. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives. At least that's what we do most of the time, but like it's the day after day after the day after the end of South by Southwest, which is this massive music and film and interactive festival that swallows Austin, Texas whole during early March. And we here at Team This Song, like we're all still recovering. We got lots of interviews during the festival. What you heard at the top of the show were mic checks from some of the folks we interviewed. Charles Peters of Third Root, Connor Oberst, Alex Bleeker of Real Estate, Britt Daniel and Alex Fischel of Spoon, Hannah from Middle Kids, and Alex Moss of Black Angels. And we'll be releasing all of those interviews soon. Like next week, we'll release the interview with Britt Daniel and Alex Fischel from Spoon. But this week, we are still processing the festival, and we want to process with you and maybe hip you to some cool music along the way. So I've asked some of the folks who are on team this song, folks whose names you've heard or maybe you've heard do an interview, but maybe you haven't heard much of, um, to tell us about their favorite South by Southwest moments. So we're going to get started with Jackie Fuller. She's our assistant program director here at KTX, the radio station where we make this podcast. And she's done some excellent interviews with people like Jonathan Myberg and Lizzo and her fave South by Southwest moment. Like, it was also one of mine, and and spoiler alert, it includes someone that she's interviewed. So here she is, Jackie Fuller. My favorite thing during South by Southwest was Lizzo performing at the South by Southwest Radio Day stage, uh, which View House organized that particular day. And I had seen Lizzo perform a number of times, but I don't know what it was about this particular performance. She just... I actually got misty-eyed, which seems like a weird thing to happen at a rap show. Um, But she just exudes so much amazing energy when she's up there. And I'm such a fan of her dancers, too, her big girl dancers. For me, as a plus-size woman, like it's just so life-affirming to see somebody 
just get up there and be at home in their body in the way that all those women are. And I mean, and so, and I know that's focusing on uh, physical attributes and not just the music, but it's also the music. It's also the fact that her music is so celebratory and life affirming. And it's just like, I felt so good that I actually started to get happy tears in my eyes. That's never happened to me at South by Southwest. I've seen a lot of good shows over the years, but I've never cried. I do my hair talk, check my nails, baby how you feeling? set where I started having thoughts uh, about texting my spouse to tell him to tell my daughter that I loved her if I didn't make it through the set because the floor of Ballroom D which is on the fourth floor of the convention center actually started shaking during Lizzo's set because everybody was dancing and jumping up and down and it was a little bit terrifying I've heard stories of this happening in that particular ballroom but I've never experienced it and there was a moment where I was afraid for my life so maybe the tears weren't totally happy tears. And next up is Taylor Wallace. She's an on-air host here at KUTX, and she's a producer, and she's also an interviewer for the podcast. And she had a kind of similar experience to Jackie, like similar, but not exactly the same. So here she is, Taylor Wallace. My the easily... The best moment I had all week during South by Southwest was sitting at the Pitchfork Day Party with my friend. I shouldn't say sitting. We were getting our groove on watching Lizzo perform just like two hours after she had been at the Radio Day stage. And she came over and it was at the French Legation. And I mean, the whole performance was phenomenal as to be expected but then there was this one part towards the end where within about a three minute span she got a really emotional talking about her dad it was the fifth anniversary of her dad passing and that she, she emoted beautifully about it she started crying on stage and her backup dancers came and like there was just this overwhelming swell of love coming from the audience literally people screaming we love you and maybe I was one of those people (laughs) I might have been the first one to do that and all of this love and support and just the solidarity and you know you could tell at the beginning of the show that like a lot of people knew who she was and wanted to see there but maybe they only knew one song and then a lot of other people were just there to be there but then by the end of the set it was it was like we were a family and within this like three minutes she had gone from crying about her dad to rapping and then out of nowhere completely separate from Lizzo and everything she was doing this parachute popped out of the middle of the crowd and like one of those parachutes that you play around with in elementary school in gym class and it just was going crazy and my friend and I were standing right next to it and it was just this beautiful apotheosis of emotion and it could have only happened in that in that moment of time and it was it was astounding it was cathartic wholly cathartic I, I think she has this energy but also I mean if we want to talk about it physically I mean she is a beautiful full-figured woman who is so proud of it and she owns it and her backup dancers are also full-figured women who can have the flexibility and finesse like I have never seen before and there's just something so positive about their smiles are genuine their attitude is genuine and it's so empowering in a way that I genuinely don't think could be 
given with somebody with a Vogue figure, if that makes sense. Seeing them so confident, so energetic, and loving themselves and loving what they're doing really helped me connect with my body and where my mind and body connect. I deal a lot with uh, mental health issues, dealing with my body image, and each time I've seen Lizzo has really reminded me that the imperfections that I see in myself are so minimal, especially when I have the power to make those minimal. And that is a big message I get from Lizzo. I remember back, back in school, when I wasn't cool. Shit, I still ain't cool. But you better make some room for me. I'm coming through with my crew at the rendezvous. Yeah, it's a party over here now. Yeah, it's a party over here now. If I knew... Next up is Deidre Gott. She books all the live music, both in Studio 1A, which is our live performance studio. She books like 300 acts a year there. And she books all our backstage sessions at festivals. And she books all of our live events, including our KTX Live at the Four Seasons show, which is a big party that we throw every South by Southwest. And of course, her South by Southwest moment came from this Live at the Four Seasons show. So here she is, Deidre Gott. There were a lot of excellent things. And if I was to pick one, it would be more of the thing that like a relief that it happened and uh, sounded really great. And I was really excited to see it. Um, Temples, because they were like this beast to set up before the morning broadcast at the Four Seasons. Like months of emails back and forth between the TM and us and the engineers trying to figure out all their gear. Because, you know, Temples has like so much gear. Then they have like all of this, their own monitors that they need to like patch in. And it was just like, oh, my God, how is this going to happen? They were traveling in a giant bus and trailer. So we also had to figure out how to get that into the hotel loading dock. Getting the bus and the, the trailer in the loading dock, there were all these semis too. It's like on the side street and there's construction going on down by the Ladybird Lake. And it was just a, a like ballet of semis being backed in and like moving around to get this bus. I mean, Peter was out there and we were all just like, I don't even know how these people back in vehicles that size into small spaces. Like all of this stuff going on behind the scenes, like I knew that they were not going to start on time, which they were supposed to play 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. on Thursday morning. And I knew that that would not happen. So I'd warn everyone, like, we're lucky if they start at 10.15. If they start at 10.20, we're still golden. They know when to stop. And they started at 10.24. So technically, four minutes late, that's it. Stopped right on time. And they sounded amazing. They played two of my favorite songs from their last record. And then the rest of it was from this new record that I really like. I found my new favorite song from Temples called Mystery of Pop. I really love that song. People stop and stare, gather around and listen to the moment. Make a merry in your heart, the tuning bed. Marry children, listen with our wisdom. Move your feet and cross the air. I want to blow through the valley of the tranquil cadence. Through the chasm of the night, most want to know that they listen to the best. And they sounded great, like... Just the whole thing sounded good. They were real nice to work with. Uh, but all of that building up to this 20-minute set, 
it was just a lot of work. And when it started, I was just like, yes, this happened. We made it happen. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch this and I'm going to enjoy it. And it was it was great. I, I don't get to watch a lot of these bands, which is sad because, you know, I book stuff that I like and that I hopefully everybody else likes as well. But I'm running around getting bands in and like making sure they know what's happening and everybody's greeted and like settled and knows where they're going that like it's not until the last band of the you know of the morning that I can finally just like relax okay everything's done <laughs> like I can watch this I want to blow the valley of the pounding crescent the chasm of the night most want to know that they listen to the best up is Peter Bav. He's been such a huge help to this podcast, first as the live music booker before Deidre, and now as our social media manager. And he's just an all-around rad guy. And his favorite South by Southwest moment was pretty unexpected. So here he is, Peter Bav. So my favorite show during South by Southwest was uh, one of our own at the Four Seasons. Uh, we're there every morning of South by Southwest music, um, broadcasting uh, you know a wide range of acts, uh, starting at 7 a.m. and going till you know 11 in the morning. Um, and my favorite uh, this year was uh, OJR, and I think maybe it was my favorite because I had no idea what to expect. Um, I kind of came in with a complete open mind, uh, just a recommendation from a coworker, and um, he's a young young guy. But his stage presence is, uh, you know, um, he's much bigger and uh, much more of a showman than I would have ever expected someone his age to be. Um, he has this song, My Generation, where he's kind of singing about the plight or maybe the kind of uh, the bad aspects of the millennial generation. And in the middle of the song, he pulled out his cell phone and captured a selfie in an Instagram video. Hold on one second. Okay, you're all on Instagram, give it to me. We're all on Instagram. Come on, come on. Austin, Texas, live on Instagram. <laughs> all right, thanks, thanks for that. I don't want to be a part of my generation. It's just a situation. I guess there ain't no use in complaining. I'm just saying. And I can't seem to fit all my thoughts into 140 characters. What's some emoji? Do you even know me? I'm a little lonely, man. Yes, I am. All right, Wesley. So he's incredibly self-aware um, and funny. Uh, witty songwriter, and he's a he's an artist uh, musically that's really hard to pin down. I mean, kind of like a Nick Lowe or something. I mean, you kind of want to put it into a folk, um, into the folk category, but he's really just so much bigger than that. I mean, there's grunge. There was almost like a reggae beat in there at one time. I mean, he can kind of play around with different types of music in a single song, and um, I thought that was really neat too. He was really high after the performance too, which was really neat to see. It was probably one of the biggest ones he had done during South by. Um, and it was his first South by Southwest. So there was a, you got a real sense of achievement from him afterwards, backstage and everything. I mean, he, he thought it was a good show too. Thank you. 
Next up is Jack Anderson. He's done some great interviews with folks like Run the Jewels and Thundercat. He also has edited a ton of these This Song interviews. And he he had another surprise, wonderful South by Southwest moment. So here he is, Jack Anderson. The best thing I saw during South by was probably the cool kids at uh, the Mohawk. Hold the phone like a call on the other line I'm on the phone with a bone of another kind So hold on, we can roll to the other side The side of my dome is a zone you can never Two guys and um, they had an album that came out in 2008 And it was, I don't know, like for me it was, it was pretty influential in terms of my interest in rap And uh, yeah, it was outdoor at the Mohawk And then uh, went upstairs and got a pretty good view of them and that was the first show for South by that I stayed all the way through. Um, there were only two others. I saw Talib Quelly, and he was great. And then uh, Grupo Fantasma I saw all the way through at the Paramount. They they brought a lot of energy. They played a lot of the stuff from that original 2008 album. Um, and they played some stuff from their upcoming album, so I'm interested to... To hear that when that comes out. So, I mean, we have to do the four seasons stuff and everything in the morning, right? And that was kind of the first time. It was Thursday night. And so it was, I was, I kind of treated myself well on Tuesday night and then came in to Wednesday of the four seasons. And I'm like, Deidre had only gotten one hour of sleep and all these other people were super zonked out. And I was like, kind of jealous, you know? Like, I kind of got this whole like feeling of, Oh no, maybe I'm not enjoying spring break like I properly should. And so and in that time I, I was looking through the list and I was like, oh well none of these things interest me. Oh my god, the cool kids, well, I could get pretty rowdy at that. And rowdy I did. And um yeah, I mean it was it was an interesting thing, like because they, they started off playing their older stuff and then kind of transitioned to new stuff and then they kind of did one and one, um, basically. But at a certain point I felt like I was the only person who knew the lyrics, like there was a bunch of people there that just wanted to see some hip hop or whatever. But I was like the only person kind of jumping in with lines, but I don't know, I was fairly inebriated. So there were probably other people. It was definitely a nostalgia thing. Like I felt like, I felt like it was spring break. It was music I was listening to in high school, and it suddenly had this, you know, nine years later kind of. I feel like a kid again, you know. You know, I'm not with my friends or anything, but I'm here enjoying a concert, you know, by myself, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, so nostalgia was definitely part of it, but also, yeah, just kind of a really good excuse to stay out and be irresponsible during South by before uh, feeling miserable and paying for it the next day of the four seasons, just being very, very tired, but it was worth it. I look to the left, she dipping her hips and licking her lips at me, I guess. Then I look to the left, look to the right, point to my chest, she was like, that's right. Next up is Kelly Seal, our excellent intern, and she actually worked a lot at her job. She's a bartender at Austin's legendary Hole in the Wall, but she did get out and she got lucky. She got like this sparkly, precious South by Southwest moment. So here she is, Kelly Seal. I went to Frenchie Smith's showcase. He is a producer at the Bubble Recording Studio. And he's recorded some of my favorite artists, um, Major Grizz, Scorpion Child, Skyline. So I went to his showcase at Guerrero's Taco Bar to see um, Otis the Destroyer and Edison and Dr. Joe. 
And it was really, you know, Frenchie's just such a great guy. Like, he's just one of the greatest personalities, I think, in the industry right now. And, um, you know, we get there and it's just kind of like a big outside party and everything. But the there's like tarps over it because I guess it was raining earlier in the week or they expected it to rain later on. And so all of the sound kind of got, it didn't get trapped in there, but it like funneled it towards the audience. So it was just this really cool wall of sound, especially when Otis was playing. And there was this kid there. He was maybe like two or three. And he was, you know, being pushed in his little stroller by his parents. And he's got these drumsticks. And she pushes him all the way up to the very front row. And he sits there and he's kind of bobbing his head, like getting really into it. And then just starts playing on the sides of his little jogging stroller. watching a like a little mouse on a tech deck or something like he's he's got his little pocket drumsticks and stuff and you know you don't expect him to but he's just got like such crazy good rhythm it was and his parents were kind of like looking at him and looking at us and afterwards we talked to them and they were like yeah he's got a drum set at home like he just does this all the time like South by's I think it's gonna be his like favorite time of the year yeah it's just like a little magic music moment to recognize that I don't know, like, you know, feel, feeling the vibes, feeling the music, not afraid, like, feeling confident. Like, I wish we could all have that and keep that. <laughs> it made me feel very blissed out instead of, like, the hustle, the bustle, the worry, the stress, everything, you know. I just for a, a second got to forget and, and to live, like, in the, the childlike mindset of, like, this is just fun, this is what I do, this is what I want, this is where I'm at. I thought it was cute. I feel like South by 2030, kid's gonna be official. <laughs> He's on my radar already. Next up is Jake Perlman. He is one of our intrepid engineers here at the station. And he engineered like all four mornings of our live from the Four Seasons broadcast. So like he heard a lot of music, like a lot of music, but he also got like a special, sparkly, one-of-a-kind moment, strangely, at the same party that Kelly went to. So here he is, Jake Perlman. I got to go to an afternoon show uh, that my friend Frenchie was throwing a party at at Wero's and saw my friend Chris Hodge, who hadn't uh, played a solo show probably since high school, and he was in Young Heart Attack. Um, as one of the singers of Young Heart Attack. And there were all these rumors for years going around that he had written hundreds of songs that just never got performed. And so for South By, he put a band together. And I don't even know what name they ended up, ended up using for the band. Um, it changed at least three times that afternoon. Uh, but it was one of the coolest, just straight-up rock and roll things I've probably seen in in five or six years. And it was at Wero's, like out in the old oak stage thing. And uh, Jason Reese from Trail of Dead played drums with them. And it was just full on, like, you know, all out rock. 
It was fantastic. And it was cool to get to see uh, Chris, who's like one of my all-time favorite kind of front men, uh, just belt it. You know, it was like 20 minutes, and I did maybe two covers, but then the rest of it was all these, well, apparently these songs that he's had stored in the cupboard for, for years and years and years. It was fantastic. south by for the station i'm at i'm at the four seasons by 5 a.m every day and we get out of there by like one or two in the afternoon so it's still like a reasonable day but it feels by the time you know we get everything packed and find parking and you know get to a get to a venue it's three o'clock or in the afternoon or four o'clock in the afternoon but it feels like it's midnight you know, so you have you're kind of in this weird like jet lag thing, even though you're just down the street from your house. You know, you just it feels like you landed in a foreign country, but all of your friends are there, and that's the other weird thing is that you show up there and you see people that moved from Austin a year ago, and all of a sudden they just happen to be there. So it it really it's one of the strangest things I've discovered the last few years at South by is that you because of the shift in hours, it feels like I'm jet-lagged for, like, all of South By. And finally, it's Natalie Geona. She is our newest intern. She helps with podcast marketing, and she saw an artist that actually I had never heard of, so editing this interview was, like, my first introduction to him. So here she is, Natalie Geona. Um, I really liked seeing Black. He's a new rapper. I saw him at the Apple Music Party. I can see my ex calling. Oh no, now my next calling. I don't know why I stress all of them. I just want the best out of Um, it's mostly rap, but he does a little R&B, and he performed his top rap songs that he had. But if you listen to his whole album, which I did like immediately after I left the uh, show, it's a lot of R&B, most of his album, but it's rap that he performed at the show. I did hear him be, uh, before, he popped up on one of my Spotify playlists, um, the Discover ones, and so I really liked his music, but I hadn't checked out his whole album before, so just kind of being addicted to that, like after seeing him and wanting more of it, I kind of got to explore more of his music. I was front row, so I kind of got to see him like up close, and I feel like he kind of came off as one of those rappers that you think are really going to like explode in a, like quickly. And so just being there, like, I feel like in the future, he might have, like, huge shows and I'll never get to experience that again. And so I feel like I can be like, oh, yeah, I saw him in one of his first shows at South By. And he just, like, his crowd was, like, the energy the crowd had was really great, but it was actually, like, very intimate and there were only a few people there. I was there alone. I didn't go with anyone. So I feel like I could kind of dance with everyone else that was there, even though I didn't know them. And I was kind of, like, a part of them. Like, it was almost like I knew the people that were there just because we all kind of, like knew his style of music or some of us we've heard him before so even though i was just me i didn't feel like i was alone well hey i had a lot of favorite moments but I, I have to say it's not like a new band that i just discovered but i did really enjoy 
sing Spoon. They did like this three-night stint at Eno's to celebrate the release of their new record, Hot Thoughts. And I, I got to see the last night of that. I also got to see them do a duo show, Just Britt Daniel and Alex Fischel, at our KTX Live at the Four Seasons show. Ooh, you hear that? Yeah, that, that's part of that. You should go to ktx.org and check out the entire session. It was really great. It reframed the songs in an interesting way. It was totally compelling. And next week on the podcast, I'll be releasing my interview with Britt and Alex. So check that out. And that's it. You've come to the end of another episode of This Song. This Song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced and edited and recorded by me, Elizabeth McQueen. Uh, Taylor Wallace curates our Instagram account. She does a great job. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern, as you could tell from that interview. You should check out her project, Keep Music Weird. Natalie Gaona is our marketing intern. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it's true. Our theme is Mahout, Mahout, whatever you want to call it, by Austin's own hard proof. I got to see a couple of those guys backstage live with the Four Seasons. It was awesome. Anyway, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. Our handle is at this song KTX. You can follow us on Facebook, and you can subscribe to this song along with other KTX podcasts, Austin Music Minute, Liner Notes, and Song of the Day on iTunes. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. KUT's next AT Explained Live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there.